0: Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. BYU capping off a big time upset with a 30-27 to 27 victory over USC Saturday night. If you didn't hear our special recap edition I did from the press con- press box at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you may want to go back and listen to that. But today we're going to talk a lot about what I took away after re-watching the game, rewatching the film and some of my takeaways after a second look at what happened during this game. We'll also get to everything else that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. A lot to get to, plain and simple. And we'll get all to it on today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor on the show, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control and Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about all three of them as today's show rolls on. Alright, let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 16th 2019 Hi guys, I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Lock On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hopefully you guys' weekend was great after BYU upset number 24 USC. The Cougars are now receiving votes in the AP poll, 12 total points. Uh, They're ranked as high as 23 in two different ballots after that upset win over USC. They'll be hosting number 22 uh, Washington this coming Saturday. That'll be a p.m. kickoff once again for the Cougars. This week it'll be a split uh, telecast with ABC and ESPN2 pending where you live uh, televising the game. I would assume most of us here in the western United States will have that game on ABC as it's a Washington and BYU matchup. The East Coast probably gets it on ESPN2 but all the same, a national television slot once again for the Cougars who have opened as a six and a half point underdog to the Washington Huskies. Much uh, different line than I felt like a week ago versus USC. USC opened up as a four-point favorite, and BYU ends up winning that game by three. Covered the spread, obviously, as, as a home dog, but they are a home dog once again this week. Washington's a better team than USC. I have no problem saying that. We'll break that down more in depth as the week goes on, but I wanted to get to some of my thoughts after reviewing the film of the USC game. I did a recap of some of my thoughts from the press box on Saturday, but then I went home and watched the film late Saturday night as well as the rest of it yesterday had some thoughts on how the game went for BYU and I think the first thing I took away is BYU's offensive line was mighty impressive in this game. Uh, USC was billed as one of the elite defensive line units that BYU would face this year they're not as good as Utah, I'm not going to say, I think Utah might be the best defensive line BYU faces all year. Washington has another good defensive line, we'll see how they look this week when BYU faces off against them, but what was build as an elite defensive line unit for USC was stonewalled by BYU's offensive line and I was very impressed with what's going on along BYU's offensive line Keanu Saliapaga has turned into a great player at right tackle that position is his, there's still some rotation with Chandon Herring and Kiefer Longson at left guard but the more and more I watch of Kiefer Longson versus Chandon Herring I really think Herring is the better option at left guard for the time being and I think that'll kind of be your starting five what we've seen for the last three games until somebody else has uh, has an injury or something else happens that forces BYU's hand. I really liked what they did. Zach Wilson, star man. And I get that a lot of people take umbrage with what ESPN was doing during the game, calling him the Mormon Manzil, etc. The Mormon Manzil thing we actually used for Taysom Hill a few years ago when he was doing what he was doing for BYU. But Zach Wilson, purely in terms of football savvy, what he does on the field, his ability to wheel and deal, to make plays out of nothing, that is Johnny Manziel-esque. I get that Johnny Manziel is not a great human being, he's kind of had his issues off the field, etc., but purely during his time at Texas A&M winning the Heisman Trophy, the comparison to give uh, to to give the credit to Zach Wilson as the Mormon Manziel... I don't think it's necessarily too far off. I get the people have their druthers with it. I absolutely get it. But I also understand why the national media and some of the local media are going with the nickname as well, because it fits in many ways. It does fit. And his ability to create things out of thin air, he has that ability to feel pressure when he has It feels like he has eyes in the back of his head. He escaped pressure multiple times from USC, made some massive plays, I think none more so than that deep pass after wheeling around and seeing Gunnar Romney all alone. He said after the game it was a bad pass, and yeah, it wasn't a great ball, but for him to do that on the fly just truly impressive and I really feel like Zach Wilson has got star potential a lot of the national podcasts I've listened to have taken note of him and I really feel like he is going to become a big time player for BYU if he's not already that in your mind because all he's done is just make plays plain and simple and I'm very impressed with what he has done a couple other things I wanted to talk about offensively we'll get to some defensive notes here in a minute but the wide receiving core at BYU I've been hard on them I'll freely admit it They're they're in ability to come up with big catches drops that they've had etc have bugged me plain and simple they've really bugged me usc there was none of that credit to micah simon credit to guys like gunner romney credit to eleva hefo etc the wide receivers in this game they started in the tennessee game a little bit especially with micah simon They're making big catches. They're finally coming through. They're taking hits. Micah Simon took a shot right to the back as he caught a pass. Gunnar Romney on that deep pass I just mentioned from Zach Wilson got absolutely undercut, held onto the ball. It's impressive. They're doing things that BYU fans have grown accustomed to through the 70s, 80s, and 90s with these wide receivers who would just absolutely get hammered, but you knew they were going to hold onto the ball if at all possible. And it was a truly impressive game for the wide receiving core. Dax Milne that touchdown pass. It's more of a credit to Zach Wilson for throwing that dime, but he held onto the ball with a defender right in his face. So. Big credit to BYU's wide receiving core. Kind of funny to see Matt Bushman so quiet in that game. I know I put out on Twitter an APB for him. He only had the one catch. And I know BYU would like to target him more. But after re-watching the film, USC was pointing him out every play that were out there on defense. So credit goes to BYU, that offensive line. But the wide receiving core really had an impressive game. And, of course, Tyson Williams continues to be a stud at running back. And one other note running back wise, Emmanuel Asupa now that he's healthy, he's very clearly the number two running back. He showed some shiftiness, the ability to get up field he's a bigger bodied back than even Tyson and Lopini and Katoa are but it appears that Lopini is definitely running third for the time being in the running back derby at BYU. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. If these guys all can produce BYU is only going to be better and better. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the BYU offense after rewatching the film I'll get to some of my defensive notes here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that is our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union shares a unique faith-based bond with its members, but they also celebrate the individual goals and passions of those members. They're asking right now, what's your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your mortgage to keep more money in your pocket and fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard, guys. I know a lot of people, when they think the term refinancing. They think of all these meetings you have to go to, uh, loan officers, blah, 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 blah. I've been through it myself a couple of times. It's not fun, but refinancing doesn't have to be hard and DFC will make sure that you, that you are taken care of and they'll make sure that you you're, you know what's going on and you're in the right financial situation. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you've bought multiple homes, you've got an investment property, they'll find the right financial situation and the right home loan for you on this refinance. Give them a call, 801 456 six seventy77 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a second, guys, but need to take a minute and talk to you today about Vivid Seats, a good friend of Locked On Cougars. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last them a lifetime. They allow listeners to find their favorite teams and artists performing in person near their homes and also earn credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, guys. What you need to do is go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the Vivid Seats app. You'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and you'll enjoy credits on all of your purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. Why not get rewarded for the events you'd be going to otherwise, guys? All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up, of course by a 100% guarantee, that way you have that peace of mind regarding that. Right now, there's a special offer for all of our listeners here on Locked On Cougars. If you enter the promo code KICKOFF, that's K-I-C-K-O-F-F, like kickoff to a football game, you, you enter that promo code at checkout, you can receive a discount of up to $100 on your purchase using the Vivid Seats app, guys. It's a fantastic way to get rewarded for the events you'd be going to otherwise. So check it out. Vivid Seats, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere
0: All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball for BYU. Just a truly impressive win all the way around for BYU as they take down USC. The first win for BYU ever in their football history over the Trojans. Just a great win, plain and simple. And you take it. There's no smash and grab. This was a win. BYU. I think one thing I want to note here: this is a win. BYU went toe to toe with USC and beat them head up. This was not them going out and stealing a win. They went out there. They won the turnover margin. They forced the freshman quarterback into multiple mistakes. BYU could have collected as many as six interceptions, many as five, and five, actually five interceptions possibly a sixth I saw in that film. I had a couple of fumbles they could have picked up. BYU really could have made this game a laugh or had they collected all of those turnovers. But the credit goes where the credit is due. And that goes to Elisa Tuiaki, Kalani Zatake, and the rest of the BYU defensive coaching staff. I have to say, I've not been a fan of BYU's three-man rush. But what they did Saturday was truly impressive. If they want to get pressure with three men, well, guess what? Having Lorenzo Fawatea, Kairos Tonga, uh Brachanel whoever you put at nose tackle, absolutely crush the center, just just maul him, push him back six and seven yards into the backfield, force Keaton Slovis or any quarterback to move their feet, have to get off get off balance, have to reset their feet, etc. Yeah, you're going to get a pressure with a quarterback if your nose tackles are doing that every game. Kairos Tonga showed me in this game what I have been waiting to see down in and down out for him. And that is the ability to absolutely dominate a game. I felt like he came on late against Tennessee and he carried that over into the USC game. Can he carry that into this game this week against Washington? Let's hope so. Lorenzo Fawetea was truly impressive in his own right. Had a strip sack on Keaton Slows after an impressive swim move on Brett Nealon, the center for USC. And he actually earned a PFF, pro football focus, college arm... Eckrich player of the week, not player of the week, uh, team of the week honors as a defensive lineman on that team. So congratulations to him on earning that honor. He was truly impressive. So if BYU this three-man rush, they've talked about getting pressure with three men, and I was sitting there like, yeah, okay, you can keep saying that all you want, but if they're going to do it and they're going to do it the way they did against USC, with the nose tackles in particular helping generate that rush. Yeah, you can do it, plain and simple. Do I think that that'll happen every week? No, I don't. I still think there are going to be times is going to need to bring four or five or maybe even six guys to get pressure on a quarterback, maybe as early as this week, because I think uh, Washington's offensive line is better than USC's. We'll talk about that later on as the week progresses. But... It's a big opportunity for BYU. If they can drop eight guys and get pressure with three guys, it's a win for the defense. A couple of notes, otherwise, on the defensive side of the ball, Malik Moore, I think he's a great player. He still gets caught looking in the backfield too often. The big pass to Eric hook, the tight end for USC that Austin Lee saved, Malik Moore got caught looking in the backfield, and he the tight end broke loose and goes for 60-plus yards. That can't happen. Bo Tanner came on in relief of him as Zane Anderson did not play in this game. I have a bunch of questions about that as the move to safety was ostensibly to keep him healthy, but then he doesn't play against USC. I've got a lot of questions there. We'll, we'll ask about that during press conference availability today at BYU, but seeing a guy like Bo Tanner who is decided to transfer and leave BYU multiple times. For him to come in and have a good showing against USC is is actually a good sign for the Cougars. That means that the safety group is even deeper than originally anticipated. I liked what I saw from him coming in in relief of Malik Moore. We'll see how it plays out the rest of the year, if he's able to build on that. But I thought it was a good showing for him all the way around, having made the move from wide receiver to defensive back now. He's played some cornerback in that transition, now playing at safety. Uh, other things that stood out, BYU's young young linebackers, really impressive. Peyton Wilgar had an interception. Max Tooley had a couple of tackles for loss in this game. The young linebackers for BYU really stood tall in this game, really were terrors off the edge, really helped seal up the run scheme against USC at points in this game. I know that USC still ran for plenty of yardage in this game, but it was an impressive showing by BYU's young linebackers. They're growing. They're learning. Hopefully, Keenan Peely is able to get back on the field in short order. He left out for the first play of the game on Saturday. We'll have to see what happens with that, see if we can get any news regarding that from our practice insight. This week, but I liked what I saw from BYU's young, the young linebackers, particularly Peyton Wilgard and Max Thule. Chaz Ayu, of course, had a good, great showing late in the game, a couple of big plays. Uh, actually, helped deflect that ball that Diane Gonwoloku intercepted uh, to seal the game in overtime. So the young linebackers for BYU were truly impressive, and Kavika Fanua. Man, talk about a revelation. 13 total tackles, 9 solo in this game against USC. The move back to linebacker was a very smart move on the BYU coaching staff's part. And I'm not going to say that moving him to running back was a bad move, because he actually looked quite good at running back. He's just a great athlete plain and simple. So... Uh, I thought the linebacking core had a great day. One other note for you uh, defensively is that Dion gonwoloku he is only helping himself with some of his steady play. He's gone up against some of the best wide receivers in the country so far this year and more than held his own. The whole absurd uh, touchdown catch for Michael Pittman Jr., where he apparently stepped out of bounds on his own but was forced out and then came back and reestablished himself to catch a touchdown pass. Yeah, okay. You can bluster all you want, Mr. Official. We all saw what happened. It was... Clearly illegal touching, but that's just me. Uh, but I thought Diane Gunwuluku had a fantastic game and, of course, comes up with the game-sealing interception. So congratulations to that young man. Just a truly, truly impressive showing for him. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts. Let me know your guys' thoughts. You Hit us up on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Locked on Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can drop the show a note via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to hear from you there. A couple more things to get to in terms of the other BYU sports over the weekend. BYU inducted a new Hall of Fame class into their Hall of Fame. Former BYU great Austin Colley among them. We'll run that down for you here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you guys that uh, Vivid Seats is a proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. They want you to make a memory that lasts you a lifetime. Let Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100, guys. Vivid Seats, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a minute, but we lifted the lid on this on Saturday night's special edition of the podcast, but our good friends at All Guard Pest Control are so fired up about BYU improving to 2-1 and one after their win over USC. Seth sent me a message Saturday night and said, you know what, this next week, Jake, All Guard Pest Control is going to reward all Locked On Cougars listeners. So let's tell you a little bit about All Guard Pest Control and what they're offering everybody right now. All Guard is a pest control company based right here in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out into Tooele and Wasatch counties, if you need them to come out and take care of your pest control issues. They have quarterly pest control programs for anybody who doesn't want to have to worry about any creepy crawly thing at all. They'll come out once every three months, make sure your house is completely protected, and that way you're not having to deal with that season's main pest. They also come out for one time treatments if you only have a one time issue. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires them to come out multiple times. They'll treat you at the one time, then they'll leave you alone. That's what I love about all guard pest control guys. They are the best of the best. Best of the best, excuse me. Seth and his team big time BYU fans and they would love to have your business they have awesome online reviews and they use the safest products in the industry they can be used around your kids and pets and you can have that peace of mind knowing that they're safe for everybody in the family give them a call 801-851-1812 and when you mention Locked On Cougars this week save 30 bucks off any service yeah $30 off any service just by mentioning you heard us here on Locked On Cougars It's a fantastic offer. Seth and his team are as fired up about BYU beating USC as anybody, and they're giving a discount to all BYU listeners as a result of the Cougars' great play recently. Check them out, guys. 801-851-1812, or go online, allguardpestcontrols.com. They are a fantastic partner of Locked On Cougars, and we're proud to have them right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March.
0: All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to run down the five new inductees to the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame that were announced over the weekend. They were honored at the BYU football game, of course, had a banquet on Friday night. Uh, Biggest name on the list was BYU, former star wide receiver, probably the greatest wide receiver in BYU football history, Austin Colley. Elizabeth Crandall Holmes, a standout gymnast, was inducted. Carlos Moreno, a great volleyball player for men's volleyball back in the day, one of my favorite players to watch. Craig Poole, the former track and field longtime head coach for BYU, and Arunas Savickas in the swimming program were all inducted into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame. Congratulations to all five of them on that well-deserved honor. Other news coming out from BYU Athletics this weekend is the number 13 ranked BYU women's volleyball team went 2 and 1 at the Shocker Classic in Wichita, Kansas over the weekend. They won their games, their matches over host Wichita State as well as VCU and then in the middle lost to number 3 Texas. So a tough loss to the Longhorns, but BYU coming along nicely here. Hopefully they can start picking up some of these bigger wins though. They've lost to Marquette now on their home court as well as a loss to number 3 Texas. You'd like to see the Cougars start winning some of these bigger matchups as they try to make a run back to the Final Four. But we'll see how things go this week. They'll be back on the road this week, taking on number 16 Utah Thursday night at six o'clock Mountain Time, before facing number one Stanford Saturday at one o'clock. So a big week ahead for women's volleyball in terms of ranked opponents. Like I just said, picking up a couple of wins would go a long way to helping BYU. Women's soccer had a fantastic weekend. Thursday night they shut down number 12 Texas A&M. The Number 10 ranked women's soccer team won 2-0 with two goals in the first half. Just a truly impressive effort. BYU absolutely took it to the Aggies. They're one of the few teams remaining who are completely um, undefeated, untied in the season at 5-0 right now. They're back on back in action actually tonight. They're taking on UVU over at uh, UVU's home field at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game will be streamed on the WAC Digital Network. You, of course, can hear the game on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. 107.9 FM, etc. You can check them out. BYU Sports Network. Fantastic way to support the Lady Cougars as they try and pick up another win over UVU. One final note from me today is that the BYU men's and women's cross-country teams, both top 10 ranked, swept the Autumn Classic they held at East Bay Golf Course on Saturday. The men swept with a perfect score of 15. The women won with 28 points, finishing above Weber State, Dixie State, and Westminster in the win. The women competed in a 5K race, while the men ran a 7.5K race. So congratulations to both the men's and women's cross-country teams. Off to a great start this season. Uh, we'll be looking forward seeing, to seeing how they do. They'll take another two week break before they head to the Bill Dellinger Invitational in Springfield, Oregon on Saturday, September 28th. BYU, man, number two ranked men's team, number six ranked women's team. They're going to have a big year this year. I can feel it. Ed Stone has done great things with the men's and women's cross-country programs. I'm expecting them to go out and absolutely own it once again this week. So there you go. Some of the notes on the other teams in action this past weekend for BYU. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have our former Cougars and the Pros recapping how Week 2 in the NFL went for former BYU players playing in the NFL. Need to talk a little bit also probably about Jimmer Fredette. Uh, His season has begun over in Greece with Panathinaikos. We'll talk about that. We also need to get to some of the press conference reaction as we talk about what Kalani Sitake has to mention today as they begin preparations for Washington this week. Today's podcast brought to you by our our title sponsor on the show, Deseret First Credit Union. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 if you have any questions about refinancing your home. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Vivid Seats and kick off on the Vivid Seats app and save up to one hundred dollars on your purchase. And then also, our final sponsor on today's show is All Guard Pest Control, offering $30 off any service. Just by mentioning, you heard it here on Locked on Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for September 16th, 2019.